Hi, I'm Dee Wallace, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters Podcast. Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Hot Toddy, and tonight we have a guest host. We've got friend of the show, supporter of the show, our friend Jason McCullough. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Do you have, this, do you have- thanks for bringing me on to one of the worst movie franchises ever made. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're here for. I thought you were going to say podcast. <laughs> that would be an awkward introduction, but I would do. Uh, he's been he's he's been playing the long game so he can get on the show just to roast the show. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So good to be with you again, friends. Uh, as we bring you quite the uh, quite the franchise today as we cover all eight films that make up the Howling franchise. (laughs) Or as I like to call it, the Horny Werewolf franchise. (laughs) Um, And again, friends, just a reminder, it is the pandemic. We are recording over Zoom, so audio is not going to be the best, and we apologize for that, but we still... Want to get together and talk about movies and give you something to listen to. Get your mind off the pandemic, as I keep saying pandemic over and over again. So, uh, yeah. I want to drink. Yeah, I'll take a drink every time I say pandemic. So, let's just get started. Let's start with the the first film, known as The Howling. Hot Toddy, hit us with some dates and details. The Howling, uh, 1981, starring Dee Wallace. Patrick McNee, Dennis Dugan, Christopher Stone, Belinda Belowski, Kevin McCartney, John Carradine, Slim Pickens, Elizabeth Brooks, Robert Picardo, uh, Dominic Cloyd, and Dick Miller. That guy, Dick Miller. Uh, directed by Joe Dante, and co-written by John Sells, and based on the Howling Trilogy book by Gary Brandner. Ridgeway. Oh, is on the show It's now. the Green River Killer wrote these books. <laughs> um, so, who wants to give a brief synopsis for part one? Professor does. Okay, so quick background real quick. We are up to, I can't remember what episode number. We're, we're approaching somewhere around 170. There's only been one time, one time on this entire podcast, <laughs> all the episodes that we've done, where opinions actually chapped my ass. It was this movie. We rewind back to our werewolf episode, 
and three of the four people love werewolf movies. And then our fourth person on the show at the time, Chad, former host, uh, was not the most enthusiastic. I think at one point he said Frankenstein and the Wolfman could walk off into the sunset for all he cared, which Very I'm sure close. was a compelling listening listen for listeners. Uh, but nonetheless, then I was faced with the other two hosts, Vinny and Robert, who both were whatever about the howling and uh, were not particularly big fans of it. And I did not know what to do. I I didn't want to be overly defensive about an opinion on a movie, but to me, it's one of the best werewolf movies ever. So I just wanted to put that out there early on. So there's not a bunch of awkwardness hanging over the. (laughs) I am. I'm puzzled that the two hillbillies didn't love the hillbilly werewolf movie. Is the first one a hillbilly werewolf movie? Come on, I wouldn't call it yeah. hillbilly. No, I wouldn't Come go on. hillbilly. It, it, it's, but it's, it's a little, it's a little country. <laughs> they're at like a. Rich, it's less rock and roll. They're like <laughs> they're at like a rich therapy resort. Hillbillies. Yeah. Hillbilly. Slim Pickens is part of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a it's a very basic plot as you're going to hear about with each of these films. There's not a lot of uh, twists and turns to it. We open the film with a news reporter played by Dee Wallace. I think her name's uh, Karen. And she is sent out in the field to deal with a serial killer uh, in their community in L.A. who has been killing women. And she, you know, she's wired up. But, of course, as you'll have in the movies, that uh, wiring quickly goes off. And she gets put in a scary predicament with a serial killer by the name of Eddie Quist. Uh, the whole event is quite traumatic. Uh, we have the serial killer get gunned down by police officers one of whom is played by Kenneth Toby, who went, dates back to, like, the thing from another world. Um, as we'll discuss, this movie's chock full of instances like that. But nonetheless, quite traumatic. Uh, it is recommended that she head out for uh, to her therapist's resort um, where they advise her to rest and recharge. And while she's out there, as you guys could, would imagine by the title, there happens to be something weird going on out around the resort uh, where we kind of unfold it in a very predictable way, but that's okay uh, with, with werewolves uh, where eventually the, the big twist on it is that they are all werewolves. And um, that is literally the straightforward meat and potatoes of the film. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Show was made 40 years ago. If you haven't seen it yet, sorry. Um. Boy, what about how she goes to meet Eddie at that uh, that peep show porno shop, and when the cops show up, he just starts blindly firing into the peep show booth. <laughs> it's like, ah! And I'm like, you know, the victim is in there, too. <laughs> I'm not going to touch this one with a 10-foot pole right now. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's, let's just do, let's, let's give some initial impressions about the first film. Uh, Jason, because in the past... We have really screwed over guests. Um, yes, <laughs> we're going to give you we're going to give you some first dibs going around. So not to put you on the spot, but just to give you the opportunity to speak your opinion before we say everything that you were already going to say. So uh, yeah, take a crack. Well, your history with can, the howling and and how you feel. I can I can hear the howling. I've seen this movie uh, oh a, a bunch of times. I, I really do like the howling. This is, I would agree with the professor, this is one of the best werewolf movies that's out there, period. 
Uh, there's, you know, it's a slow burn, but it's really, really good. Don't shake your head at me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good movie. I'm there's glad the professor. Of, I'm glad the professor has a. The professor has a friend now. <laughs> the, it's, the, the makeup effects are really good in this because the same guy I think that did the thing did this if I remember right. Rob Bottom, that is correct. Yeah, yeah, he, that's right. Yeah. Um, so as we'll see going down the line, this has probably the best effects, the best plot. It's just the better movie of all of them. Period. But I think it really holds up. I I, I don't know a whole lot of people that don't actually like it, so it surprises me that you guys would say that it's not very good. You're killing me. It's got D. Wallace. <laughs> That's all you need, right? <laughs> uh, Todd, mom. Todd, you you weren't on the last time we talked about werewolves, so the, you can express your opinion. Well, I uh, I agree with the professor. I was I was shocked that you two. Um, I'm sure the third one either watched it in fast forward or didn't watch it, but <laughs> I was shocked you two didn't like it. Um, I I've always loved the Howling. I think it's weird. Uh, because honestly, there's always a big debate between this and the other werewolf. Uh, actually, there's three werewolf movies of 81, but two are always talked about. And I like both of the, actually, I like all three, but two are, uh, were game changers, and I like both. Um, I always love The Howling. Um, weird franchise. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I watched The Howling before I watched Gremlins. How I watch these, uh, but um, I don't know. Like I, I definitely recognize Dick Miller and stuff. I watched this pretty young, so maybe that's another reason I enjoyed it. Because uh, the Howling's kind of like uh, lots of uh, it's like a sex sex werewolf movies. Um, it's not your dad's werewolf movie, actually, or is it? I was gonna I, say, or I, actually, my dad would watch this. Um, no, I always enjoyed uh, the Howling and. Um, I, I wanted to see a purple duck, so I made the duck purple. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, cover your Todd Bingo purple duck spot. <laughs> a um, good reference since Dennis Dugan's in this movie. Yes. Uh, uh, my opinion has not changed. <laughs> After this, my fifth or sixth viewing, it just... Uh, I thought for the longest time there was just something I was missing, something I wasn't getting, and this this viewing just taught me that I just... I just don't get into it. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't think it's a terrible movie. I do, it's just not for me. Do you need to read the book? <laughs> and for those of you playing along at home, cover your Todd Bingo book space on your bingo card. Let me ask you something. Did you like Wolf Cop? Love Wolf Cop. Well, then what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, didn't like. Cry. I didn't like Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. That one fell flat for me. <laughs> Vinny, how about you? I'll go. I'll follow up last on this. So, when we did the werewolf episode, my my thing, and I think Robert was was pretty well in agreement with me on this. I was constantly holding the howling up next to an American Werewolf in London, which happens because I mean they came out the same time. So, American Werewolf in London, I absolutely adore that movie. great movie love that movie so that was a lot of it i was i watched the howling this time around and i text the professor i'd say about halfway in and i said i'm watching the howling and he texts me back and he says don't you dare <laughs> <laughs> and i said 
I've done a complete 180 on this movie. I don't know. Slow clap. If I wasn't paying attention all along or, or what, but like all of the cameos hit me this time, like Roger Corman, Dick Miller, uh, I'm I'm in the middle of binging the entire Star Trek Voyager series, <laughs> so Robert Picardo stands out a lot more to me at the on this watch. I certainly still prefer an American Werewolf in London, and I still find the transformation scene to be a bit long in the tooth. But all in all, I've I've turned around. I actually really enjoyed the Howl this time around. Awesome, uh, you're off the show, Chris. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'll see so, myself to the door. <laughs> my uh, my experience with this is this was I was amazed with this movie when I was little. I was not allowed to watch the entire thing, and I can't remember if I mentioned this on the Werewolf episode or not. At the risk of repeating myself, oh well. Uh, somewhere around like years ago. Third or fourth grade, my dad made me a tape with Werewolf transformations only. Starting all through the history of film, he put them in chronological order. He set, stayed up all night editing them on, I think it was Betamax or VHS. I can't remember, but like even on the spine, you had my school picture at the top of the tape, and then at the bottom, I was a werewolf. I was obsessed with it, and so I used to imitate the piece of my mind from Alan. I thought it was wonderful, and so there was always this mystique around it, um, but. Even nostalgia aside, I think in in all directions, it's a strong film. Now, I've always had a tough time picking between this and American Werewolf in London personally. But if I'm being honest, I give the nudge to American Werewolf in London just because I think the narrative is a little bit more slick. Um, But that's how much I love this movie. It's right up there as one of my all-time favorites and certainly up towards the top for werewolves. Um, It's got... It's chock full of, as you mentioned, cameos, Easter eggs, all kinds of little nods Forey to the history Ackerman. of werewolf. Yeah, I love when they take Corey Ackerman, who's holding famous monsters, and tell him that it isn't a library because he's standing there reading too long in the bookstore. Um, but, I mean, like, even all of the characters are named after directors, but only directors of werewolf movies. Like, mm-hmm. Earl Kenton was uh, Carradine's character. Um, it's got a great score by Donaggio, who usually did the Palma films. I mean, it's a good-looking movie. And I get that the transformation's gone a little long, but even still, those are impressive, um, especially because you think about it, this was months before American World, American World in London came out. And so this would have blown people's minds in the theater because they hadn't been treated yet to what Rick Baker was going to do later that year. So... I, it's just from top to bottom, it's, it's, you know, we talk about how difficult it is to blend comedy and horror. And I think that this is one of, you know, those rare occasions where Dante has always known how to do that. And I think that he was fully unhinged in this movie with that. And it's got a good cast. I, I just, I don't think the film has any weaknesses. Um, I know that in the past when we discussed this, you guys weren't a fan of the, the like the pack of wolves and there being a lot of them. And I get that, but he at least did his own thing. And I think in particular, they are pretty gnarly at the end when they're busting out of the, the burning uh, fixture there and bashing on the car. And it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's this is just one of my one of my favorites. Okay. Well, 
let's move into like high spots, things uh, things you want to point out about the film. Uh, Jason will always give you the first go if there's anything from your notes, anything that stands out. I love uh, that they, at the end, D. Wallace looks like what I imagine Puka looks like. <laughs> That's, my note says she was a Yorkie werewolf. As I said, she she looks like Fizzgig from The Dark Crystal as a werewolf. Yeah, that was a little bit of a swing and a miss there because the gold contacts look really cool when she first pops up. And then it's yeah. like, oh, you kind of look like a crotch. Never mind. <laughs> I, or I like uh, that you could use this any uh, anytime you're going to fornicate with another human being. You can always say the famous line at the end. I'm going to show you something you won't believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's the line I remember. You know, when I was a kid, I see that. That's the main line uh, that I always remember. That's a great, great ending to the movie. Since it's it is a slow burn, but I, I do love the ending. It's it is a great ending. Yeah. And are we there? Are we? Yeah. Are we going to talk? Sure. Talk yeah, about I mean, what just, happens? Just general discussion. Where D. Wallace. You know, she's a newscaster, so she gets on live on the air and to show the world that werewolves are real transforms on the evening news. So but good. the best part is, as they show people sitting in bars and kids watching, it's like nobody believes it's real. Yeah. And just kind of flip the channel. They're totally unimpressed. Kind of like time. the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be bothered. Too I, true. If you watch the Blu ray, there's a deleted scene where it cuts to a kid and he goes, fake news. <laughs> um, yeah, I do got to give you credit. It is a. It's Are we on a, Trump count again? Because that's two. Oh, that's a. Oh, <laughs> get out your Todd Bingo card and cover up your Trump square. Um. So yeah, I got to give it to you. It's a great ending. I do like the ending of this film. My favorite part of the movie is when uh, the other reporter snooping around, or her friends snooping around for files. And as she's got the, the file folder, she turns and the werewolf takes the file folder out of her hand and slaps the shit out of her. <laughs> Always makes me laugh. That's a, a really that's a really cool where when that one werewolf is over the top of the person on the ground, that's a very menacing scene. And mm -hmm. we I had even said on the werewolf episode, and that I think that blew your mind too because I preferred American werewolf. I do prefer a bipedal werewolf. Yeah. And wait, my people's on Grizz's uh, bingo sheet. Let me mark that one real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, because that was always my least favorite thing about. Because you guys know American Werewolf is one of my top ten movies of all time. Period. And yeah, that's always one of my complaints is that it's a quadruped. I think I think the biggest difference between Howling and American Werewolf to me is the music, because. Um, where American Werewolf has like all these cool songs where each one mentions the moon. The Howling does not have a good soundtrack. I would, I would argue that this one does have some cool organ music, but it feels really out of place. Um, I love the score. It reminds me of uh, the stuff they did for Cannibal Holocaust randomly. Yeah. Well, I like that the score is good, but I just mean the, uh, like where the American Werewolf had pop, pop music. I lost everybody. It's all right. Oh shit! Everybody's frozen. <laughs> Can you hear us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Everybody froze for a minute. We freaked out. It says my internet connection's unstable. How? Dare I thought I, I thought I pissed everybody off with my music statement. 
was like, okay. <laughs> I had your back. I just thought I thought it froze because Todd flip flop. He's like, it's a terrible soundtrack, but it's a good soundtrack. <laughs> no, the, the score is good. The songs in the movie. It's like Friday the Thirteenth. Like it's the songs in the first movie are some little weird bluegrass, kind of out of place. Um, I kind of forget that because this is '81. That I kind of felt like mid '80s is when all the "Have a Nice Day," like all the little happy face stickers. But this is '81, and uh, it's almost like his little calling card is the the happy face. '80s, yeah. So I'm, I'm I was too young to remember. I'm sure there's probably something out of the '60s and '70s, but which bit I I as I watched this, I started to wonder why in the hell has Robert Picardo not been at one of these horror conventions? No kidding. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, I absolutely blew my dad's mind like five years ago when I told him that the gym teacher from the Wonder Years was Eddie Quist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, before we move on, Professor, I just got to know is, is how hot does that sex scene by the fire get you going? <laughs> I think we need to talk about how hot it gets you going because you always bring it up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> The oh, table's turned. Grit. It's grit. damn it silly. Throw <laughs> some cold water on him, hot toddy. Um, no, that is a good point, though. With that is how they go into the animation at the end. I love how Dante tapped into all kinds of different things from films of his childhood that he liked. Because you have like a little bit of claymation later with the wolves, but you've got the animation. I think he also spent his own money out of pocket to get the rights to certain cartoons on the television. You got characters reading Thomas Wolfe novels. Like, it, there's a picture of Lon Chaney on the wall at one point. Like, this movie is just constantly filled with it, but you don't need to know all these things for it to enjoy the film. They don't distract, they're just there, and I love that. Just like the yeah. clip from uh, Wolfman on the TV. Yep. Nice touch. Yeah. All right. Should we move along? No. Uh, we shouldn't. <laughs> we should stop there. All right, well, that's a wrap, folks. Uh, yeah, bug, buckle in, audience. Let's go. Now it starts to get a little wonky. All right, now on to my favorite Howling movie, The Howling oh, Part wow. 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, or also alternately known as Sturba She-Bitch. Uh, so, it's my chest tattoo. <laughs> Hot Toddy, thanks for details. All right, well, you just said the whole title. I'm not repeating it. 1985, Christopher Lee stars uh, along with Sybil Danning. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think that's the two worth mentioning. Uh, directed by Felipe Mora, who weirdly also directs the third movie because they're so well-connected. Um, and uh, this one is, again, based off the book, which they did not use the story whatsoever. Uh so, yeah, uh, I will say this one, uh, I think the director might have had something to do with writing as well, but I do know that they got a hold of the rights to The Howling, and uh, his big thing was, let's make each movie have nothing to do with the other one, which is uh, strange, because I feel like the 80s is when, when uh, sequels were really, really taken off. Um, I well, wish that they... I could start an argument over timelines, but it's impossible on this episode. <laughs> don't they? Don't they allude to the finish of the previous movie while I sit here and use wrestling terms? So yeah. this is like uh, probably the only one other than, other than than seven that ties the movies together. 
but um, they clearly they couldn't get the rights to use any of Dante's movie. Yeah, they right. they 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 make different footage. They don't even show footage from the. And it's movie. terrible. It doesn't look like D Wallace at all. At all, the wolf is subpar. It doesn't terrible. look like D Wallace as Puka. Terrible. <laughs> I think if uh, if they could have if they could have maybe had the rights to to do this movie, and I think Joe Dante and he like against sequels. Because I know Gremlins 2, he kind of made just to be kind of like an FU2. Yeah, he's not really interested in it. But, um, Never has been. I mean, I don't know if I, this is going to be out of place for me to say this, but I don't know that The Howling exactly needed a sequel. <gasps> yeah, I said that. Uh, but you made a sequel, and you opened it with Karen, and then Thank it was heart. weird. So um as much as i like movies from when i was a kid i hated this movie back then so <laughs> wow well because it had i'm not the though. target audience who <laughs> was it uh i did post that i was watching this and uh and i had a friend that commented like uh because first of all brian blair kept on asking like why am i doing this to myself <laughs> but then he said hey uh if i can say anything good it's christopher lee and uh silver syllable danning titties and my friend responded well, uh, you like what you like. Because <laughs> he wasn't uh, watching it for her. I, it, let's, let's not discount the fact that it has Mickey from Pee-wee's Big Adventure in it, okay? Because <laughs> that's, uh, that's certainly a plus. And, it, and if you thought werewolves were having sex in the first movie... <laughs> 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 All right, so... Uh, Grizz has no shirt on at this point. <laughs> uh, Jason, you take first crack before we get into the synopsis. Your your thoughts on the movie? We didn't just tell the uh, plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a bad, bad movie. This is not good. This is this is one of those movies you watch to show other people. Look how bad this is. This is a I, car wreck of movies. I feel like it's it's up there with Troll Two. <laughs> really it's pretty darn close. What? Why there is so much wrong with this movie. It connects nothing. There, this is a vampire movie they made into a werewolf movie. Let's be honest. Bingo! There's titanium steaks. There's garlic. They've got holy water. It's in Transylvania. What the hell is going on in this thing? <laughs> yeah. I, uh... the... Go ahead. Go ahead. The effects are the worst. They are so bad. <laughs> you, you think, until you get yeah, further I... into the series... <laughs> I could probably do better with some wood stain and some Elmer's glue. This is really bad. <laughs> I, I made the comment uh, to these guys earlier in the week that it's like somebody found a box of a lost and found box of scripts that somebody had written wolf and crayon on the side. Of. <laughs> like that's what this whole series seems Absolutely. like. Absolutely. It's, but I was, now, all of that said about this movie, I still had a lot of fun watching it. Yes. <laughs> like, I think this is the most I mean, enjoyable Howling movie. There are Woo! magic wax earplugs, so why not? <laughs> they, Do I even touch on the, the little little clown werewolf? I don't know what that thing became, but... I, that baby-looking thing? <laughs> I, uh, you mean Salacious B. Crumb? <laughs> they had they had they had red li red lightning eighties lightning close enough. Yeah, I know we prefer blue eighties lightning around here. This is a blue red, lightning family. Red will work. I hear in the a pinch. 
Uh, at one point, I felt like I was watching Xanadu. <laughs> I mentioned that today. Really, I was Xanadu. Very <laughs> it does not hold a candle to Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> I just but similar, hot similar to the makers of Xanadu, where they were like, check, uh, like roller skating angels, check. <laughs> I feel like that's how this one was because uh, 85, because uh, it has the weird, like, uh, almost like Return of the Living Dead and Demons, where they're like, yeah, let's make punk rock uh, werewolves. Uh, Dante mm. said that Christopher Lee later apologized to him for making this movie, for being in this movie. <laughs> that is a oh. true story. I, I, I did. A, it's been a long time since I watched this one. And I will say, um, watching the whole movie, I was like, a lot of stuff I'd never remember happening before. So, <laughs> I guess I, uh, I should say I don't know if the rest of you are this way. I have never seen this movie until now, because this, of my opinion in the past for the Howling, I never moved past it. Well, aren't like, you glad you did? Mm. <laughs> this was probably my third or fourth time viewing it, and last week, <laughs> <laughs> first time with pants on. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much leather. <laughs> this is my third or fourth time watching it and literally I stuff kept popping up and I'm like I don't remember that happening I bet, I bet it did pop up movie or a BDSM <laughs> conference trailer <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot uh, anybody want to say anything about this film before I <laughs> attempt to give a bonkers synopsis that we uh, haven't just, already given I, this was probably my third viewing, and I'm not going to lie, I like this movie. Not because Yay! it's good, but it's uh, obviously, I like Sybil Danning. Well, not yeah. because of this movie, but it ain't hurting. And uh, <laughs> it's Christopher Lee. It's got uh, actually pretty good music to it in terms of a, a fun 80s vibe. There's way worse things you could watch, including oh, yeah. the next rest of the franchise we're going to discuss. <laughs> so... It, it's not one that I would recommend in terms of people thinking it's a great movie, but personally, I like it. I'd already bought the Blu-ray of this when Screen Factory put it out because I liked it enough that I wanted to have a decent copy of it. So. I thought it was fun, and I don't think I've seen it for the last time. Yeah. Um, it's bad. <laughs> I'll get drunk yeah. and forget DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you, watch, if you watch this on its own and not, not trying to follow up the howling... Um, cause it's, it's goofy. Um, but obviously it's intended to be goofy because, uh, if, if it wasn't, I don't know, uh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what they were going for then. Um, yeah. If you were to motorboat a movie, this would be it, right? <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> so real quick from what we haven't already said, Jason covered it very well by saying it's a, it's a vampire movie with werewolves. Um, yes. So basically, it's just, so Karen has died. Karen being our character from the first movie that's supposed to be the carryover into this. Uh, someone comes and tells her brother that your sister is a werewolf, and he responds with, bullshit. <laughs> he doesn't believe it. And that, and that uh, they're trying to build this werewolf army so that they can bring back this, this ancient werewolf queen, and that he has to go to Europe to stop it. Basically, it right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I know yeah. that they got they got more mileage out of that theme song than the creature from the Black Lagoon did with that three note 
And and more mileage out of that scene of Sybil Danning pulling her boobies out. <laughs> it's like like the end credit scene where it's just her taking her top off. Over so, and over and over. It, to fast forward to that, that end credit scene, I read a bit of trivia years ago that because they for those of you listening at home who've never seen the film, they just keep showing like weird werewolf clips from the movie and Sybil Danning ripping her top open over and over again. Which is, is not because of the music. Yeah. And a note that I read probably a decade ago said that when she went to the premiere, if they had a premiere, wherever they showed this and she saw it for the first time, she cried when she saw that that was that they used those edits for the end credits of her just ripping her blouse open repeatedly. <laughs> she yeah, got over it. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, now she same, uh, tried, same now thing she happened to, to me for my copy. graduation video. <laughs> <laughs> She was she was definitely cool to me, but I did not get an autograph because she was trying to sell movies I either already own or you could buy for ten bucks for like seventy dollars. And then like she was hard to say no because I thought she was gonna like whip my ass, but I don't know. Was she was she selling topless photos of herself like Margot Kidder was when I, I had that year I was a horror hound? Awkward. <laughs> Nice, nice one there, Professor. I, I got a question for you. Who drives better, Michael Myers or that werewolf in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who taught the werewolf how to drive? <laughs> Look, in the TV cut, they make a reference to who taught the werewolf <laughs> to drive, okay? <laughs> um, and, listen, if you're going to have this much sex in a movie and it's about werewolves, there better be some doggy style. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's and fair that is fair you can't have your pants on and make me believe you're having sex with a woman I, it's just not going to happen has <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody how, mentioned that there is specifically a full hairy threesome yes there is like, they are transformed in bed together it's very bizarre it's the worst I've ever seen editing. It's just like, oh, look, they're having sex. Oh, look, now she, there's more hair on her. Oh, look, they're having sex again. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good to put on your list if you're always looking for, like, a confusing erection once a month. <laughs> <laughs> once a month, more like once a week. Hey, yo. <laughs> how, how hilarious was that ritual to, to raise Sturba to her, her higher level? <laughs> I do feel like this uh, This movie is definitely one of those memes that's like uh, the movie that I'm watching when I'm by myself, which would be like like maybe a Christopher Lee scene, and then it's like the movie I'm watching when people walk in, and that's all the all the werewolf fucking. Yeah, yeah. That, that is me watching this movie. How many times did Sandy walk in and go, what are you watching? Yes. She'd stop. <laughs> she was in the room for a couple of these and was wanting to know which one of us she needed to punch in the face for picking this. <laughs> Oh man, 2020's been a rough year, and she's having to watch those things. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great ritual scene, though. It reminds me of local watering holes when you chug eight platinum bud lights so they look young again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to be fair, there is a zombie dwarf thrown through a window. That's that's a, that's a solid. Play. That's got to count for something. That's oh, yeah. the hottest part of the movie. The effects when his eyes blow out—that's great too. I actually like that. <laughs> What about uh, when they beat up that old man werewolf 
and they just lay that net on him while he's laying there whimpering. He's like, that was a pretty good whimpering werewolf you do. <laughs> that almost sounded like uh, Vincent Price. Yeah, add that to the impression. Did it? <laughs> Can you add that together? <laughs> Back you devils. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what about the wolf bat? There was a wolf bat in this movie. You'll have that. <laughs> Again, they were like, vampire script? Nope, make it a, a werewolf movie. It's because that lost and found box said wolf on the side. <laughs> if they would have waited one more year, this would have been Fright Night 2. Your sister's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything <laughs> else to say on... Uh, on uh, the Howling Part Two, your sister's a, a werewolf. A bizarre film, but somehow I enjoyed it. Yeah, it is, it, as a it's a terrible sequel, but it's a fun bonkers '80s movie. I can agree with that, and it's it's definitely high up on the list for Howling movies. Yeah, well, that, I think there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's not a merit badge you show with pride. <laughs> I, yeah, I I would agree though. It's in in regards that is fact. <laughs> that that statement is factually correct. Why does the guy point the gun at that poor Mexican fellow and ask for directions? What? <laughs> I don't Very understand aggressive. why you do it under gunpoint. <laughs> well, come on, it's America, nineteen eighty-five, buddy. Well, different times, I guess. <laughs> American Italy, nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's roll on into. Howling 3, The Marsupials. Toddy. 1987, same director. I, I don't know. This, this uh, again, uh, even I might have uh, rented this. I uh, always hear uh, the professor talk about his disappointment when he rented Halloween 3. I think mine is Howling 3 because I remember the cool box art, so I thought as a kid, and uh, taking this one home, and it's just like, because um, it's like a weird PG-13, and all I could remember of the whole movie, I don't remember them going to Hollywood, so who knows how much I watched of it. <clears throat> I just remember a, were a werewolf crawling out of her coop and into her couch and her stomach. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, as best a synopsis as you could get. And that's the plot line of the movie. And then she goes to Hollywood, and, um, and they make a movie. There is, please, let's not attempt to cover the actual plot of this movie. It is so ridiculously heavy-handed for such a stupid movie. Can I say my, my, my favorite thing of this whole thing is, is them showing the, uh, the footage that he found. And they're like, that is the most realistic werewolf costume <laughs> ever. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a 30-second synopsis. All right, Can't so um. Uh, oh my god, I feel so much pressure right now. Okay, so they watched that footage at the beginning of the movie, and that footage is actually from the first film that he was using when he was teaching that college class, uh, or she was using, or someone was using, whoever was using, when they were teaching the college class. And so it's an aboriginal film, takes place in Australia. They don't know how real that, how they got that mask to look so real, but then he also has a film from Siberia. And so now they have these concerns that the Australians and the Russians are working together to, to take over America with werewolves. And, 15 uh, seconds. 15 seconds. <laughs> Anyways, this guy who makes movies finds this girl who runs away from this werewolf colony. He tries to save her. Turns out she's a werewolf marsupial because these werewolves are descended from 
the Tasmanian wolf that was part marsupial, part wolf. I didn't fact check that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then yep. they get away. They go hide out in the jungle because they catch all the other werewolves and tear up the colony. And then they decide they can't hide anymore, so they go to Hollywood so she can be a famous actress. The Howling is that, which, is also, the, which is also the story of that, or something I get on Facebook as a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, that was actually that was actually a, that was that was a drop from QAnon earlier today. You can see the true story when you turn into E the Kardashians. <laughs> Which is the uh, same good time. job on that synopsis, though. I have been dreading this one in particular, trying to stumble through the plot points of it. You you made that painless. <laughs> this this was a because I think it probably did really well in the video market. This still was theatrical. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, well, they still probably eighty seven. Uh, this went up against like a uh, Hellraiser and stuff. So there's really good. Horror movies. This is uh, this as bad as this is though. It's only the second worst in the Howling franchise. I, I was actually gonna say this is probably the third best in the Howling franchise. I, I would rate this the second second from the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hated this movie. Yeah, not me. I would I would not put it that low. Oh I God! Gotta, I gotta pause real quick because you like Australians. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, uh, did it make money? Obviously, there's four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> so these are my first three notes from this movie. Cool fade to color from black and white <laughs> in the beginning. Was it not? It was a pretty cool effect, I thought. Uh, next note. Oh, you were being 30, 30 minutes <laughs> in. 30 minutes in. And it's not near as bad as I thought it would be. Third note. Spoke too soon, ballerina werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of learning the black swan, she was dancing the black marsupial. Oh, so boy. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is my simple stance on this. We just listened to Grizz go over that plot. <laughs> it's the third movie in a werewolf franchise. How do you fuck that up? How do you make it so complicated with all of those ridiculous things for viewers to keep track of when all they want are boobies and werewolves, which this has neither in terms of good stuff. Like, it's all over the place. At least with the other ones, there's so many other shittier movies in terms of production value that we're going to cover, but they didn't take themselves as serious as this. Why they got me looking at white patches of fur on the back and all kinds of other goofy shit. Like, how this about, movie how about felt like it, it shows was three hours long. How about when it shows her her pouch, and you can you can clearly see the lacing from the hair that's been laid on the the piece? Yeah. Okay. Let's pause. Let's pause. We're getting ahead of ourselves here because we need to let our guest speak his piece, or else we're going to say everything about this movie. Good call. So. This is what another movie. I'm going to give uh, uh, props to the whoever did the cover art for all of these movies. For the most part, they reeled me in when when I was that that, that young because I spent a dollar ninety nine to watch this piece of crap. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a traditional werewolf movie, like like Professor said. There's nothing in this movie. It's like a hippie get in touch with yourself kind of movie. I, it, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. There's a bazooka werewolf. There are none werewolves. There's a skeleton werewolf. <laughs> There's werewolf family rape? What in the hell? 
did, did I mean, honest question, did a meth addict make this movie? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> the nun werewolves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it's insane. It's it just a like shark with a cannon. <laughs> the nun werewolves, their face prosthetic looked like the dog like face prosthetic you would get out of a claw machine as a kid. It's pretty so rough. Super glue, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I this real man, all the that's the, the best thing, just like you guys say all the time, the cover art can really, really into some real bad, bad cinema. I, that is definitely the person that did their job on these movies, was the person mm-hmm. that did the cover art. Yeah. <laughs> I lost ours. <laughs> the only person that wasn't phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> Get, show me some kangaroo werewolves or something, if you're going to call it the marsupials. Don't give me some nightmare sequence where a lady shows me her you-know-whats, and then there's a weird bean thing. I don't know what the hell's going on in this film. There is a ballerina werewolf. Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> well, Once again, I want to go back to something I said before. Uh, Grizz, do you like Wolf Cop? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I haven't, I haven't seen the sequel, so I can't speak to that one. Uh, it's, it's not bad. Alright, well do we need to say anything more on The Howling 3? Adios, amigos. Uh, I like how they escape the wolf cult or whatever and go to be completely inconspicuous. They go to Hollywood and get careers in Hollywood. And then when you catch up to them 15 years later, they haven't aged a bit. They, they got, they disguised themselves and went to Hollywood. They look exactly the same as they did previously in the movie, except maybe they're wearing a pair of glasses. (laughs) That's how you disguise in the eighties. And basically, they end the movie the same way they ended the original movie. Only this time, her transformation is triggered by flashes from the cameras. Yeah, because she, and she like, transforms she in front of everybody. Yeah, the strobe lights. She just won an Oscar, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's Which the closest film, Oscar this was movie ever won a Razzie. <laughs> <laughs> this film went on to win six Oscars. <laughs> That is a lie. <laughs> it got beat by Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Bad timing. No, it made money. So were there, I'm trying to think while we're talking about these. There wasn't even a lot of werewolf movies in the 80s other than The Howling. So that could have just Oh, maybe copied. you forgot a little something called Teen Wolf, Todd. <laughs> it didn't come out the same year. Which has more realistic wolf than this movie does. <laughs> that, a better transformation, that's for sure. I do prefer two over this. Team of two oh oh. Woo! Hot take. Wow. Splitting hairs at that point. Get <laughs> it hairs. But up on. Are we canceled after this? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll I'll still stick to my guns. This is my third favorite howling movie. So uh let's wrap it up here. All right, moving on to the howling. Four, I don't know the working title. So The original Howling, nightmare. nightmare. Howling Four, the original nightmare. It, spoiler alert, Freddy Krueger's not in it. Um, <laughs> so, Todd, dates and details. 1988. Uh, this is the movie that's actually based off the book. That's the original nightmare. Because the um, other than I think in the book she gets raped. And then they go up into the woods. So that's like left out. Uh, this one is Ooh. very close to the... Novel, which the novels are strange because they're only like 110 pages each. 
Um, have you read them? I tried reading it, uh, the first one for this, and uh, I didn't get very far. <laughs> um, I haven't read any of them. I agree. Uh, uh, Joe Dante talked about actually got um, called out by the writer at a and a because he hates the books and uh, was talking about it and got called out. I have to agree with him because they're not that great. Although uh, two and three sounds better than the, the sequels they did. Um, so anyways, stars. Romy Windsor, Michael T. Weiss, Anthony Hamilton, because he fancy. Uh, and making sure I'm not missing anybody small. No. So, and uh, yeah, it's hard to keep track of that star studded cast, guys. By the way, I just glanced at my notes, and on the last movie, I forgot to mention that Dame Edna's in it. Sorry, I couldn't let that go. Man, she was, (laughs) I couldn't let that go. (laughs) Uh, I I can't remember this. I want to, this to me, at, at this point, a lot of movies to me, I found I discovered in the video store. So, I'm sure this was either very limited or just straight to video. The Howling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I'm not doing the synopsis for this one because I think this and Seven are tied for the worst the, installments. Then I feel like the, the plot's in the name, the original Nightmare. Uh, it's yeah. almost a, a retelling of The Howling. Um, I can't think of the main character's name, but basically she is the Karen character. And... Uh, there's some traumatic stuff going on with her. They go up into uh, the little cabin in the woods and uh, where they find the whole town is werewolves. Yep. Solitary. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah. Jason, give us, uh, give us your hot takes, your initial hot takes. <laughs> I, I think I've only ever seen this, besides when I watched it for the podcast, twice. Uh, because I thought, well, if it's the original Nightmare and it's closer to the book, then it might be good. I was wrong. <laughs> this movie <laughs> is. I got a question for you. Is this movie completely dubbed? It feels like it. Uh, yeah, the whole thing feels like it's hard. hard. Yeah, like, it's definitely. Is that maybe like just the? Because I noticed that too. I've never noticed that before ever. So I didn't know if maybe it was just like the, um, like the release of DVD, or, or I just completely was ignorant to that when I watched it a lot as a kid. The, the whole thing feels dubbed and every man's voice seems like it's lowered a couple octaves. Yeah, yeah. It's There's some spots where they don't match up. It's and they all, all the men talk <laughs> like this. <laughs> Which doesn't matter in this movie because they're all horrible actors. So. <laughs> yes. So that's all I've got to say about this piece of junk. <laughs> okay, good, good. That was one of my first notes. So I'm glad I didn't take that from you. <laughs> Someone else say something about this movie. I um, it is a complete snooze fest. It, it, I mean, seriously, there's hardly anything rewarding on screen. There's a decent uh, bit of effects in the third act, uh, but other yeah. than that, it feels like a TV movie drama. Um, it takes itself way too seriously. Again, time after time, it's a simple goal that they somehow drop the ball on because you don't need a huge budget for this to make it at least a little bit more entertaining. This thing drags ass. I we mean, are, there's no other this way to is put the, it. This is the fourth movie in a franchise about werewolves. We go an hour and nine minutes into this yeah. film before you see a fucking werewolf. Yeah. It's, what are I you, mean, what are you waiting? What are you waiting for? <laughs> 
All you don't do anything for! What is that at the beginning when she's having a nightmare? It's a werewolf. Who you got served? <laughs> what? Yeah, and there's another nun in this movie. Uh, so the, yes. the, the nun is actually part of the book, uh, although I don't think she's dead in the book, but whatever. Uh, I actually used to enjoy this as a kid, and this is it had to be HBO or something. This was more accessible than the other movies to me. So four and five was on HBO Because it the probably time. didn't cost shit to get the right Exactly. I have not watched these movies other than maybe the first couple in a long time. Uh, so re-watching this, it's, it's weird because the professor kind of touched on it. This was like the Lifetime movie, Howling. And the soundtrack's like awful. Like, uh, this is the movie that the Lifetime channel, which they're probably remaking this as we speak, because um, it almost seemed like the, uh, like the, they were trying to go with like the romantic and uh, I don't know. It definitely felt like the, the romance novels, like uh, you bust your mom reading The Howling, Original Nightmare. <laughs> so that nun actually is what ties it into the third movie because she escapes from the werewolf colony in Australia. Don't try to make sense of it. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not going to fight a timeline on this one. Uh, yeah. I was I was going to tease that it doesn't fit the timeline, but it, if it is trying to tell the original story, but differently, it's technically a reboot, and it doesn't have to tie into the timeline. This, 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 this franchise's timeline is like shoots and ladders. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. um, can we just talk about how bad that melting transformation scene is? <laughs> So all, uh, the were- all the werewolves in this melt. After the first hour. <laughs> That's the only redeeming quality about this movie. <laughs> well, that and then all the werewolves look like rats. So uh, That's the weirdest thing. Like, I'm not sure why each movie they had to, like, try to up the, like, werewolf. Like, well, here's a new generation of... Uh, yeah, because they knew they couldn't replicate what was good the first time. The, across, across the way, uh, Police Academy 4 was like... Beef up Gutenberg. That's what they like. <laughs> <laughs> when in reality, it was Tackleberry. Yeah, he was in it too. Uh, I don't have any other new notes on this. No, the snooze. You don't. You don't get a boner by the 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 reboot of the the fire scene. Yeah, you got. Yeah, the, you get uh, the, you get your horny scene again. The seductive shopkeeper who whose brother eats rats. Professor's dad made him a <laughs> all the werewolf transformation video. I'm going to make you all the werewolf sex I can find on the internet. <laughs> uh, off, off, Mike, off air. Get with me. I've got some research. <laughs> uh, off air. Do you take PayPal? <laughs> Bitcoin only. <laughs> okay, let's. Let's move right along into uh, another equally not so great film, but a little, a little more entertaining. Let's talk about the Howling Five, the Rebirth. Da. Nineteen eighty-nine. Little known fact: this is a reboot of Clue with <laughs> werewolves. Um, let's see. Again, I really hate to go through the names of no names. Uh, no offense to anybody that's in the movie. Um, just cost us I wasn't in there. But. Hell, they probably forgot they were in it. Yeah, so, um, it. so yeah, uh, at this point, these were definitely straight to video. Um, so uh, 
basically this one is uh, starts out um, in a castle and they basically everybody has been killed and uh, there's a whole family of werewolves and they're wiping them out and then so many years later there's guests back in the castle and this one is like a kind of like a Tin Little Indians where each person's getting uh, offed one by one and we're not sure who the werewolf is in this movie so it's a mystery you can't say Tin Little Indians you're going to get us canceled I'm, yeah you should hear the original title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Let's stay away from that, guys. Moving on. <laughs> As part Indian, I can say it. Todd <laughs> Hamas. I'm, uh, I'm not really part. I guess it's a... What's a third? A third? Well, Why, yeah. Right, they, don't do, six. they don't do coins anymore, so I can't think like what a... Like a quarter? <laughs> a third so, would be uh, 33 wampum. This this movie was where I started to realize that it was a lost and found box of scripts because this was basically your average clue house on haunted hill like strangers receive an invite to stay the night at a castle like Nigerian princes owe you money. It just made no fucking sense. And straight out of the gate, no, but straight out of the gate, it's like. (laughs) The flavor is so different from each installment, which I guess sure. in some way they tried something different. They were like, okay, this missed, so let's try this. But Lord have mercy. Just another enormous miss. Uh, I found this to be one ounce more entertaining than part four. <laughs> one ounce. So like, I I was I I didn't want to inflict self harm watching this one as much as I did on part four. I respect that. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I, I I've got nothing other than what you guys have said. This is it's it's. I feel like I keep saying that, but this is not a good movie. <laughs> this is not a good movie, but I don't I don't mind it and. uh Basically, this movie led to Game of Thrones. So, hey, thank you. <laughs> you know, I've never uh, seen me, I, to uh, with a clarification here, outside of one and two, I don't really like any of these movies. But with that said, I would pick this next simply because I feel like the filmmakers took a basic concept and stuck with it. I mean, they tried to build some suspense. It's it's got some classic tropes that horror fans are going to like. It's not a good movie, per se, but when I look at, at the shit I just watched from the two previous ones, taking a group out and picking them off in a castle is a very welcomed, familiar territory. Again, it's a, it's a werewolf movie and a howling sequel, and as that, it completely falls on its face, but I do think it was better filmmaking than a lot of the stuff we watched after the first one. I was glad to see I was catching glimpses of werewolves very early on, at least, uh, compared to the last movie. Uh, The comedy was bad and felt really out of place. Like, really bad. Um, Definitely. Yeah, the comedy was horrendous. They had to have gotten... I wonder who had the cheap access to this castle. Because that's why this movie got made and why it got set yeah. where it was. Somebody had access to this castle to shoot in, 
and I'd love to know how cheap they got it for. Yeah, the location was actually pretty on. So yeah, the location was great. It was the writing, acting, and everything else that was terrible. I'd only seen uh, somewhere close to when these movies all came out. This is the only one, and I couldn't remember which one that I had seen when I was younger. The minute we got going with this one, I remembered it. I just couldn't remember which one it had been, but. So I, I maybe had a little bit more kindness for it than some of the others, but with that said, it's still a bad movie. Yeah. What about how all the people who were invited were like celebrities, right? <laughs> to, to be in this castle. That was to yeah. get you excited, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, I don't. I'm surprised they didn't pick a new animal to make him look like for this one. Did marsupials and rats? Why not a fucking warthog for this? <laughs> hey, I already. At least it wasn't werebears. You guys lucked out on a. I didn't make you watch the ninth howling, which is actually cats. It just came out at Christmas. <laughs> Be scarier. Fun fact cats is also what started COVID. Think about that for a while. <laughs> Um, do we ever see a full werewolf in this movie? It's off screen almost all. All the kills are off yeah, screen. Yeah, like we see like a furry little, arm. Yeah, you yeah, get little, most, little most glimpses of cracks and things yeah, like I don't, that. Which, I don't remember you know, that. I'm fine, <laughs> <laughs> which I am fine with. Uh, if you can't do it well, at least hide it the way they did. I'm. I would rather have that than a werewolf movie where you don't see a, a goddamn werewolf. You just see. A hairy arm, but at least you got little glimpses through cracks and things like that. Yeah, the new Beauty and the Beast has more werewolf than this movie has. <laughs> fair, fair. And then help me make sure I remember the ending. Wasn't it like the guy says it was all your imagination? Werewolves aren't real. <laughs> wink, wink. As she looked into the camera. So basically, I feel like yeah, he didn't like the last werewolf. couple because there was no werewolf titties. That's fair. Yeah, this movie was pretty consistent. If you were a teenage boy in the 80s, if you watched a Howling movie, you were guaranteed to see some boobs. So, you know, really, and I think that's why I like, I'm like, at least we're, American Werewolf showed Wolf Dong. So, you know. <laughs> for everybody. So, All right, so speaking, of, speaking of Wolf Cop. If you're going to reboot <laughs> the Howling, that's what we need more of. All right, anything else to say on The Howling 5? I'm done at Wolf Dong. <laughs> Can we put that, that in the box? <laughs> so we got our next t-shirt. Um, all right, moving right along into Howling 6, The Freaks. Come out at Boy. Uh, 1991? Uh... Really, no names to mention there either. So we'll just say uh, this one: uh, the the dwarf guy's thing. Oh yeah, well, uh, it had Aaron deep, from Eastbound and Down. Well, Deep, uh, deep right. Roy is it Deep Roy? Yeah, Deep, deep Roy's Roy. from a lot of Tim Burton movies. So yep. he played the Oompa Loompas in his Willy Wonka remake. Um, I think he played so this Cousin one is uh, as well. is a uh, basically a traveling uh, freak show uh, and a werewolf mixed in. This was. <laughs> This was something wicked this way comes with where as, as I say that, have you realized that basically the howling was the precursor to American Horror Story each season? Oh, my God. <laughs> we, uh, 
haunted not, everybody's mind, Todd. You're not entirely wrong. <laughs> this is the uh, this is what we always say. Every franchise eventually hits the carnival. It's the carnival. Carnival or almost, I, you know what? Where's the Howling in space? Ooh, next. That's the next one. Uh, all right. Before before we step on all of Jason's lines, Jason, okay. what do you what do you got on this one? I had never seen this movie before. What? Uh, yeah, I had never seen this. <laughs> Can you believe it? Neither uh, had the world. <laughs> it's not the worst movie. It's definitely better than some of them, but it eh, it's not by much. At least you get to see a werewolf in this movie. Yeah. So I thought, that, that. I thought Vinny would really like this one. And honestly, well, the acting wasn't that bad. Well, the acting was okay. uh, I did tend to like this one better than a lot of the other intros because I'm big into like circus carnival sideshow stuff. So I like that element being in there. Um, there were that there was a transformation scene that wasn't bad. Right. Yeah. I don't care for the look of the werewolf all in all, but at least I get to see a werewolf and I don't, this one is not that bad when you take this series as a whole. Yeah, I enjoyed I this one. I enjoyed one, two. I even got some enjoyment out of three, and I got some enjoyment out of this one. There is at least a vampire werewolf battle. And there was that as well. Yeah. You also integrate the vampires into things as well. I was going to say, I needed clarification. Was Harker the devil, or was he a vampire? He was a vampire. Okay. Yeah, a vampire. Gotcha. He's sleeping yeah, at this awful. point, it's like falling down the steps, and we're all picking which bone we'd prefer to break. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the I like how the preacher looks like he cut his hair with a lawnmower. <laughs> Speaking of haircuts, wait till the next is, one. Is somebody going to give a brief synopsis of this movie? Please, I would like to, if I may. Go. All right, thirty second synopsis. So uh, the stranger drifts into a failing town, and they're trying to run him out, kind of like John Rambo, but then the preacher gives him a place to stay. He goes and stays with the preacher, helps him fix up the church, which I love. You get a silly 80s work montage of them goofing off while they're fixing the church up. In 91. Yes, in 91. <laughs> it was filmed in 1985. <laughs> and then this carnival rolls into town with the freak show you've got this mysterious guy named harker who's running the thing uh our drifter does not like the show something about it don't sit right with him we find out the drifter's a werewolf he's a really nice guy but he's trying to get the fuck out of town before he becomes a werewolf again hurts the preacher or the preacher's daughter that he's sweet on and then it all comes down to this big battle where harker or where he's been, has he been hunting harker has harper been looking for him I think he's been hunting I, Harker. Hasn't he's, looking, he? well, he's got all those clippings. Yeah, he's hunting Harker. And it's, so it's weird. Be, yeah. <laughs> did we mention? Did we mention the old boy from apart. Starsky and Hutch? And I'm gonna get you, sucker. Is in this? <laughs> Was it Anth Antonio Anthony Vargas or Antonio Vargas? Sure. <laughs> anyway. So then they they have you uncultured big... swine. <laughs> <laughs> So then they have a big final battle, and uh, and the drifter wins. Harker's dead, and then he just drifts out of town again. Do you know what I like better? I like this battle at the end better than the Benicio del Toro Anthony Hopkins 
battle at the end of the remake Wolfman. That's a. Uh, it- it only took six movies for someone to bring that up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a unique perspective, but I like it. It wasn't uh, a bad. Uh, it wasn't a bad vampire look either. Like it wasn't no, traditional. Looked- yeah, it wasn't traditional. He looked more like Jeepers Creepers. I was going to say he looked like something out of a, a kid's Goosebumps TV show from back in the day. But, <laughs> but it, that was even that wasn't bad either. And you, you even had Aaron from Eastbound and Town. Uh, where he had that crazy little uh, guado arm coming off. Like, there was some decent effects in this. Yeah, it was, the, the effects weren't bad. No, weren't especially not for the sixth installment. This, this is not a good movie, but I no. like this better than yeah. four and no, five. No. Yes. Th- these aren't good movies, but they're, but there's some that's good, if that makes sense. They're mm. so bad, they're good. There's some that's so bad, they're just shit. Right. You could say this is the middle of the pack. Get it? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's Ooh-wee. the thing. It's the only movie in this entire franchise that hits 100 minutes. It's too long. It and it's not a werewolf long. movie. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just somewhere in the middle. It, like, there's way worse stuff that we watch for this. But, again, I say I pretty much goes with every film. Why can't they just make a straightforward werewolf movie? No, and that's fair. That's fair. Simple formula. I'm, I'm really upset that no one backed me up when I said this is some something wicked this way comes with a werewolf. Mm-hmm. I agree. You're not wrong. I threw okay. you a pity laugh. I just I <laughs> I didn't want to give uh, the wrong impression to listeners that I was excited about this movie in any way. So I was cautious with reaction. <laughs> I said it too soon. I should have kept that up my sleeve. Yeah, this uh, I will say this. What the thing I liked about this movie more than anything is it had likable characters. Um, this franchise does not have a lot of that, and I thought that that was worth mentioning for this film. Sure. Um. Yeah, that's all my notes. Anything else to say from anybody else? So I think this I'm, is. Uh, isn't this my is... energy for the next one? So I think this is yeah. live, uh, live entertainment that put that out, though. So this is one of the last few movies, I'm assuming, that um, the Menendez dad had a, had a probably a hand in and releasing. Fun Ooh. fact. So you're saying this is why he got shot. The kids watch <laughs> this, and between that and then diddling with the kids. Boom. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, took turn, I? I took a turn. I took a turn. Okay. All right. Uh, moving right along, too. <clears throat> Please, God, no. The seventh oh, I can't ins- wait to talk about this one. The this seventh movie. installment known as Howling New Moon Rising. <laughs> well, you wanted the werewolf movie. You got it. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, before I even get any, like, uh, other than 1995, I definitely was working a video store and this shit came out. This is New Line Cinema that put this out, number wow. one. We got – this is – VHS is $100. We probably ordered quite a few because the Howling movies were, were big renters. Um, man, did we get the, the wool pulled on, us, on this one? And I think this movie is probably the hardest to find because I don't think they had the rights to do what they did, which was take scenes from the other films – and because uh, that's probably the best part of this movie, if you want to call it that, is uh, is uh, where they're showing. Uh, do they go beyond four? This one actually. Oh, tries- 
put they the movies together. They incorporate stuff from the last three movies, I think. And, Some of and it that's, fails. I'll wait until Jason comments yeah. before but, I uh, say anything. This is the um, <laughs> when I said Howling was the hillbilly movie. I take that back. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is um, this is probably that movie. This is like Deliverance meets Howling. Um, we're, me and Robert are going to correct you real quick, Todd. Uh, we, this is a Western movie, not country. <laughs> Thank you. It's not country Western. They line dance, bitch. That's, <laughs> that's Western, son. That's not country. Okay, before no. we start feasting, Jason, first is. <laughs> okay. Jason, so uh, I- when you have something to say, if you'll raise your werewolf hand. <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. <laughs> so... I had never seen this movie before. I couldn't find it anywhere. So I called my buddy who has, he's got way more movies than I do. And he said he had it and he refused to tell me if I should watch it or not. And so I drove, I drove three hours for this piece of crap. Cleveland. I drove to Cleveland to get this. And he refused to let me watch it there. He he made me take it back home and and watch it. And he doesn't want it back, does he? No, he doesn't. This is this has to be uh, Grizz's wet dream movie. <laughs> I pretty much There's said that's line dancing. This is <laughs> horrible comedy. Oh, it's just bad. I remember them mentioning this, I think, on Monster Vision once before. I think he reviewed it, if I remember right. But, wow. Yes, there, the copy I watched is dubbed with Joe Bob Briggs hosting I it. wish <laughs> that I would have watched the one with Joe Bob. It, yeah. it makes he it doesn't like it. I don't think. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised that Robert doesn't have this on a shelf with his other collection of these type of movies. Yeah, uh, it yeah. never left VHS. Yeah, <laughs> how many movies can you say there's a whack ass country Jesus in it? <laughs> Abner has <laughs> six right now. Which that guy was the writer and director. Wow. Guys, oh, I am so sorry you drove for that. I could have wow. could have connected you on Google Drive with this. <laughs> you know, I needed to go up there anyways, but I was like, wow. When I got home and I watched it, I thought, you SOB. <laughs> you <laughs> knew what I was getting The acting is absolutely abysmal in this movie. Uh, there the is... Well, go ahead. Sorry. The I'm only... Laughing. The only credit that I will give to this movie is that at least they tried to connect and make a thread through the other movies. I, they fail miserably, but at least they even attempted it. Um, this is the worst By far. werewolf transformation I have ever seen in my life. And I'm talking, there was that one that was the Bollywood video going around <laughs> where the hair would just appear on the guy. That is a better transformation scene than this. Uh, and also, we've got fart jokes in this movie. Like, audible farts for jokes in this movie. That's all I got. I'm done. And they should Anybody also, else got anything they before should, I unleash? They should also uh, lynch the town barber. Is, I swear that that werewolf mask is a full moon mask I've seen at every Halloween store I've ever been in. <laughs> I thought you were going to give props to be like, the best thing of this movie was the choreography. <laughs> How about when Pappy sings, why the hell did they make time for this? 
why why uh, do you not know why do you not know the song because i whew. thought that would be like a takeoff of uh of uh boggy creek man there's and some again rough stuff. there are no werewolves in this movie uh, there's the terrible transformation there's, there there's the flashbacks end. of the other <laughs> terrible it's got yeah. anything before i start uh i was just gonna say like it connects to part six because they talk about how such and such is last spotted at a carnival it connects to part three because the guy's australian it broke uh, ass willie it, nelson <laughs> next to part five with the priest story uh there's well, the, a part the actress four is the, connection the, is the actress from five in this movie yes yeah i mean it's it's got it all. I don't know what you ungrateful bastards did like about it. <laughs> this is the, what is your, it's the wonderful whites of werewolves. <laughs> the wonderful werewolves. The wonderful werewolves of West Virginia. Those people would have been better actors, and sorry I said those people. Okay, like, like here we go. Let him go, let him go. Hit him up. Make money. <laughs> this is the worst movie we have covered on this podcast. It's worse it's than not Ghoulies even Four. close. I hate the Leprechaun movies, and I was begging to put on one of those. This thing, <laughs> for one, Joe Bob mentioned this when he was hosting it. There was one acting credit for the entire cast. One person had been in one thing, and it he it was as a child actor. I think it was the priest as a child actor in a silent film. That's it. <laughs> Everyone else in this movie is a local in Joshua Tree. There are no actors at all. These are wow. literally citizens. The interesting thing about this movie, and the only interesting thing, is that Happy and Harriet's is a real place. It has grown pretty famous for impromptu concerts. Paul McCartney's showed up and played there. The Pixies, a string Not of familiar. huge artists have played out there. But that, so it's interesting in the sense of you're inside this little place. That's where they filmed almost the entire movie. And Pappy and Harriet, that's really them. And I think both of them have since passed away. So for people who are interested in the little spot there, it's an interesting document for that. But this movie is abysmal. It is filled with line dancing. And I'm not it's, talking. <laughs> tell us how you really feel. In seconds. I'm talking full on numbers of. Yeah. Line the community dance as if we need to see that. We also have <laughs> constant live performances in the venue, all of which suck ass. Like, none of it is interesting. And it's even fitting. We don't see a werewolf until the end when we show this goofy close-up on their face like I've got right now where it just morphs. And then what do we do? We don't explore it. The werewolf jumps through a door and the citizens of the community shoot the werewolf. And then we go back to another number that they play on stage while the credits roll. This is the biggest ridiculous pile of shit we have covered on this show. And I can't recommend it enough to everybody. It's so bad. Watch it. <laughs> also, uh, no, no titties in this one. However, I was scared to death that the one blonde with the big ones was going to show hers. Yeah, Joe Bob did mention that she was uh, out. quite confident in herself in her performance. <laughs> Why uh, would, would you feel differently, Professor, if they had a line dancing scene as werewolves? <laughs> Anything. Anything. I wish. <laughs> well, the, it's funny because like the first one, first two line dancing sequences, I was like, huh, okay, well, we're out <laughs> in the West. 
This is a cultural Dude, connection. Was this the first yeah, time you guys watched it? Wait, was like, this the fir first viewing for everybody for this? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So and the thing I, is, it's did, like, we're not exaggerating. For those of you listening, this isn't like it's just one or two things that we're making fun of because it's low-hanging fruit. It's constant. They do it through the entire movie. And half the time it's in the dark. You can't even see them. They didn't even have guys, lighting in there. It's did I, real bad. Did real I not bad. Worse than Ghoulies 4. Did I not mention going in that uh, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen? Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, is there a movie you guys think we've covered that was worse than this? Uh, probably Jaws 4. What? <laughs> he's trolling me. He's, he's, trolling. The, same he's the same person who's like, Exorcist made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really was just trying to give you an aneurysm there. You know I love Jaws I would 4. love to say Troll 2, but I can't. But I would say... Troll I would 2 say is not worse than this. I, I Troll 2 is at least funny. I would love to say, but I can't. But I would say, if anything, maybe Creepshow 3. I haven't seen that. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, this is made money, was pretty so. bad. Did um, they at least try and do horror things on screen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say, obviously, I always pull out, even though I own it and I love revisiting it, Ghoulies 4 is a contender. Um, Leprechaun in Space is a contender. That was that would be my final final matchup. Yeah. This, I, all I've heard what from this Halloween episode, though, I did hear... Uh, all I heard uh, was that Rybones is ready to watch the Leprechaun movies, though. Who is? I'm all right. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Rybones, the professor. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. This is, my, this is the only episode I've had oh. done sober. I can't wait until the revisit of Leprechaun. Y'all will hear me faded. Like uh, I love it. <laughs> Jason, Jason, what, what would be some, some serious runners-up for you for, for worst horror movies you've ever watched? I was going to say Leprechaun in Space. Yeah. This, this is the worst movie I've ever seen, period. There we <laughs> go. Really I think this is, I think this just might be, this is that bad. To the point where it was actually, it's not fun in the way that Troll 2 is, but it, it's, it's fun in the way of like, I don't know, like if you're having a bad month and you just start laughing as things get worse, just you, you quit letting it get to you. <laughs> you start I would laughing. rather watch that. What's that Guys, this movie, this movie is Nicholson. worse than a wolf. wolf. Yeah, that's. I'd rather watch that. This movie is worse than COVID nineteen, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but this this movie makes you laugh like Tom Hanks on the Money Pit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> so bad. I got uh, nothing else on it. Okay. All, all that happened to me during this movie was I lost a friend. That's all that. <laughs> so did he did he give you a bootleg DVD or an actual VHS? It's the bootleg DVD. Yeah. Rough. I should have just had him mail it to me, but I had to go there anyway. So. My, you know what? Copy. You know what I want to see next convention I go to? I want to see the price tag that somebody's bootlegging this movie for. My uh the copy so I watched my drink in their face. It's so bootleg <laughs> that it's it's one DVD with all uh seven movies. Because I bought it before the, the next movie came out. They actually All have it. Right. Oh, Todd's got to pull up his back. I got so distracted. And it okay, doesn't, um, didn't movie. Umbrella put out a, a big good chunk of these movies? What's yeah. that? Didn't Umbrella. Umbrella put them out? Yeah. 
Oh, did they? Not I, this, I don't think they did this one. Well, this is uh, this is such a weird series that also uh, when you do find like a uh, box set of them, it's always like Howling two and six. Right. Like it's not even a it's not even in order. Not that it yeah, needs it's, to be. Yeah, it's it's like trying to put together a Hammer Films collection. <laughs> All right, and wrapping it up here with the eighth installment and final currently installment of the Howling franchise. It better be forever. The Howling Reborn. Top. So, 2011, The Howling comes full circle as Twilight. Uh, because now we have uh, teenage werewolves, which I guess we haven't seen in this, this franchise yet. Uh, so now we're in high school. Uh, so I probably would have took it to space, but um, to each their own. Uh, I guess I should look at cast because this one probably actually has some names. Maybe. No. Don't bother. Nobody. Don't bother. So, anyways, it's like a little who's who of pretty people. Um, definitely produ- production value has went up um, on the Howling series. And uh, it's weird that they're like, let's make our own version of Twilight by making an eighth installment to the Howling. What year was this again? 2011. Yeah. And it feels like it was written in the 90s. This does not feel like a movie that was made in 2000. I would agree. Let, uh, let's let Jason speak first. <laughs> I, again, not a great movie, but better than the last one. But I did fall asleep about three or four times and didn't bother to rewind to see what I missed. <laughs> you were reborn each time. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> the, the best part of this movie for me was at the end when they just say no werewolves were hurt during filming this movie. <laughs> Otherwise, it is exactly like Todd said. This is the Twilight version with, with yeah. werewolves. Which it actually has a joke in it that makes fun of the Twilight movies, even though that's exactly yeah. what they're doing. Yep, yep. Uh, but other so this than is, that, it's a snooze fest. This is, uh, this is one of the movies I'm known for, which is a movie that's sitting on the shelf on open. <laughs> so it was my first viewing. Uh, Cover that on your bingo card. I can't even say, because it's not even like, well, it didn't fit in with the Howling movies, because which one did? Um, I don't know. It was a step above from the other ones, but at the same time, it's kind of boring. And I can't remember when Teen Wolf came back out on MTV. The because uh, Teen Wolf was really popular, and I kind of feel like they, it. I feel like they're just kind of <laughs> scrambling for uh, for something that they could do their own little version of. And this is um, I think when I Anchor Bay when they were releasing movies, which I will uh, I will say I loved Anchor Bay when they first came out because they uh, they were putting a lot of really cool, hard to find horror movies out. So, uh, and then we came to the Howling Reborn, but. Which, uh, again, so what's uh, the you anybody want to give a thirty second synopsis? Grizz, <laughs> we open the movie and this mother dies and uh, she's pregnant. Now is it Karen? I don't know. I feel I like his mother's is. Karen. So Karen, I'm assuming yeah. it's associated somehow. She didn't die. Catherine and then later Kay. Ah. She pregnant when she gets attacked by a wolf. Yep, werewolf. And so, uh, her son is born, and he's at a prestigious little high school thing. Uh, she got mur- she got killed by a werewolf. He was found. Yeah. Why, why don't you just give a synopsis, <laughs> bud? I'm just saying. 
he goes to high school, and then uh, there are weird people at the high school, and they might be werewolves, and some of them are werewolves. And then this lady shows up at the school and talks to his dad, and the dad don't recognize her until they about to get it on, and then she real tells him that, oh, actually, I'm your dead wife. The one that he just took the ring off after 20 years of her being dead, exactly. he's that obsessed with her, but doesn't recognize her with a different hair color and no glasses. And the boy gets seduced by the popular girl, and he gets attacked at this rave party, and he starts becoming a werewolf. He's Peter and, Parker, Peter Potter. Yeah, he, he. so Vinny and I decided, we watched this together, that it's kind of a Peter Parker story, the Tobey Maguire years. And then, but it's also kind of a Harry Potter story. He's the boy who lived. Um, so is Peter Potter. <laughs> Peter Potter. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, so it, yeah. he has to protect the girl that he loves, but he also has these mommy issues, and he doesn't want to fight his mom, and it becomes a big showdown. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> right. say, say, say your line, Professor. What what Which are these one? movies need? Well, you've been saying it the whole time. Where it's like it's a werewolf movie. Oh yeah, well, this one has werewolves. Some, some werewolves with the showdown in the high school. But here's the thing: I always wonder is why is there never a normal high school in movies ever? Yeah, <laughs> this is the Fort Knox of high schools. Yeah, what the hell? Again, getting cute with it. Nobody needs that. Just carve some people up with werewolves. The, it's the Fort Knox of high schools, but yet the one guy's carrying a fucking pistol. There's no metal detector, apparently. That's right. The bully's carrying a pistol. The Russian uh, bully. Yeah. Um, with a slur. I like how in 2011 they're still using the morph effects from Michael Jackson's black or white video. <laughs> <laughs> the werewolves didn't look bad. The werewolves didn't look bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but then they like end it, and they try to give you a message at the end. And I Jason, don't want a fucking already, message. Jason, did we already give you a first stab at this? Yeah. So, so it was doo-doo. I already forgot. Yeah, it, was okay. it was definitely bad. Uh, what about when he becomes a werewolf? He's becoming a werewolf. He's starting to realize it. And the other werewolf works at the school cafeteria and serves him a finger hot dog. <laughs> is that hey, a sexual, did that really happen, or is that a sexual term? <laughs> finger, finger hot, hot dog, dog has the Gary. Russian bully kids ring on it. I Man. think we might have peaked with our coverage of this particular movie. I don't see how a listener wouldn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, though, this is better than, like, the last four. That's the cruel irony of it, is that it's it's aimed at 14-year-olds, and they did it better. Yeah. Honestly, this, right. I, this probably has a higher budget than the original Howling, which is sad. I tell you, watching this movie, I said, this is the fucking Stockholm Syndrome that I'm experiencing <laughs> at this point with this franchise, is that I watched it and went, it's not bad for a Howling movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I went all Patty Hearst. That's where they were smart because if this was Teen Wolf three, you'd been pissed. But they're like, "Howling eight, not bad." <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna hit you guys with a hot take though that I told Grizz after we got done watching it. 
And uh, I would rather watch this whole series before I ever watch the Paranormal Activity movies again. Go to bed. Wow. <laughs> Go. 100%. Get the net, those, Wilson. Get those the are really bad, but I'd much <laughs> rather watch those. <laughs> I, uh, I can confidently say that the majority of these sequels I will never see again. Put that in my obituary. I feel like to top to top this. I feel like we need to watch the Brotherhood series. Anybody watch those? But me, nope. Nope. Do you know what the? Are you familiar? Nope. There's probably some listeners that are. So the Brotherhood movies were. Uh, no, they're not. Uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> there was at least five or six of them, and they had a weird undertone of horror movies have, uh, where there would be like, yeah, exactly. Um, there. That's what this movie needed, and uh, I think it would have been. Uh, a little bit better. Now, what's that French werewolf movie that I like? Is it Brotherhood of the Wolf? Company yeah. of Wolves? Not the same brother, Brotherhood movies. Okay, different. I was going to say, it better not be ripping that. So every Brotherhood movie is like, there's vampires, there's werewolves, whatever, in each movie. And then basically, they all end up in a pool and they pour champagne on each other. And But then they're after the girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just my next pick to throw out there. Over King Kong any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. We want to start fights now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're the one in space. <laughs> uh, I don't have any other notes except for that funny scene where she's dead in the elevator and he pulls the elevator cables out to shock her back to life. Well, that's how defibrillators work, bro. <laughs> this is doctor life. Hot <laughs> uh, dog. Closing it out hot. Wow. Man, we suffer for you listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and we also uh, torture you listeners, as we've proven with Jason, by making yeah. him be part of this. Which, by Subjected the way, me to this bull crap. for tackling this topic with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need that gas money anytime. <laughs> Jason, Jason, we, we got Jason a shirt about eight months ago, and I still haven't mailed it to him. So... Uh, <laughs> You have earned your shirt tonight, sir. And that's he's the one mailing it. He's cheap, so you've earned it. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting on the postage rate to go down. God. Yeah, he's been waiting oh. on the post office to run a sale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to drop. <laughs> if past teaches us anything, it only goes up. So maybe, uh, maybe if you're if you're still listening, maybe listeners can come up with a, a better. Shitty franchise of thirty parts to watch. Woo! Uh, I'm not looking forward to the day. So, Jason, your other options would have been. Please, God, tell me them because I would have loved them. The Children of the Corn franchise. Uh, okay, never mind. Or <laughs> or the Puppet Master franchise. Yeah, these are ones we've been dreading. Count yourself lucky. <laughs> Couldn't you teed me up with something better? <laughs> nope. <laughs> or the American Werewolf franchise of two movies. That would have been a lot better. Um. Yeah, boy, there it is. The Howling franchise. Uh, I, I want. I, I forgot. I wanted to tell listeners at the top how Jason and I met. Uh, Jason and I were in a dusty border town bar in Ohio. You're going to make this sound like a hookup. <laughs> they, were, they were actually, these two were actually in part seven. If you look closely, that's where they yeah, we were. We were extras in part seven. That was when back when we both had that Jesus hair. 
<laughs> we were just there. If you we, look at line three of line dancers, you will see both of them. <laughs> we were just there for the chicken wings and line dancing. <laughs> but uh, Jason and I used to go to this same bar on Wednesday nights, uh, right across the state line uh, from Bryant, Indiana. And uh, if you're heading over to Salina, and Jason walks by me, and he's got a, a Jason Voorhees mask tattooed on his leg. I no, said, no, no. You're a poser, Grizz. Or is it your Dawn of, the, Dawn, is it Dawn of the Dead tattoo? Dawn of the Dead, yes. Dawn of the Dead, that's it. Boom. Yeah. Where's now I Jason? know you've been stalking me on Facebook because those that one's on my chest. Well, you showed me your titty. You showed me your titties that night too. <laughs> I was three or four drinks in. I don't remember what I did. Because <laughs> because mine's on my chest, and so we we gingerly touched Jason masks to each other. Uh, they were then asked to it off again. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bar is this? <laughs> and what's the address? <laughs> These strings are optional. Is this? Were you guys at the Triangle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a callback. Oh boy! So Jason and I met at the bar uh, over horror tattoos and chicken wings, and uh, <laughs> we've been buddies ever since. So, uh, yeah. So thanks for being on the show, Jason. Hope it. Yes, thank you. I would thanks say for having me. Pleasurable experience, but I know it was god awful for you. <laughs> Welcome to the worst episode ever. It's going to take weeks to get these out of my head. <laughs> Alcohol, sir. <laughs> Oh, this well. this might be this might stop me from ever listening to country music ever. <laughs> <laughs> after uh, after this ends, we're getting ready to line dance here. Yep, <laughs> that's so. the finish. All right, friends, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us through a rough, <laughs> woof, rough franchise uh, as we cover all the Howling movies. So signing off. For the Midwest Monsters, I am Grizzly Abner, joined by... I am extremely excited that we have redeemed the legacy of the Howling in numbers. <laughs> Screw you, Grizz. Professor Wagstaff. <laughs> Venomous Vinny. Hot Toddy. And Jason, the guy <laughs> to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go watch Sybil Danning take her shirt off. Woo! All right, friends. <laughs> Stay scared. <laughs>